Welcome to the Blessed Adventure Podcast, where we interview women entrepreneurs, share their story, hear their journey, and their blessed adventure. I'm Esther Ryder, your hostess, and today we talk to Connie Ryder. Not only is she my aunt, and I'm proud of her, but she's a very successful entrepreneur for almost 40 years, the changes she's seen and how that helped her grow as a person. So now let's talk to Connie. So Connie, for those who see the little intro we do, they're going to see we have our same last name. So I'll tell you the story about how I first met you or what my husband said when I first met you, because I know you've never heard this because I've not shared this before. So I had been a senior in high school when we started dating. There was something going on at Grandma Riders. And so he was like telling me who people were and you and Uncle Stan pulled in and he goes, that's my uncle's wife, Connie. She's rich. She drives a pink Cadillac and sells, you know, has her own business. So that was my first introduction to Connie Ryder 25 years ago. So I've always only known you to be a successful businesswoman for, you know, the last 25 years. Did you always own your own business? Did you always want to own your own business? Were you an employee, you know, like a W-2 employee before? How did that happen? Actually, no. I never even had the thought, I think, of owning my own business. I had been approached by Mary Kay. A friend of mine was doing it and thought it would be a perfect fit for me. And I could not see myself doing it, but was still intrigued with the idea. We had grown up together, but I had put her letter that she had sent to me about it um, away, not throwing it away, because I thought, well, maybe I'll do this someday. It really wasn't until 12 years later that I actually wow. decided to do it. And I was scared silly at the time. <laughs> so what year did she send you that letter then? And what year did you start? In 1981. Okay, so you started in 1993. No, that's when you, when did you, she sent you the letter in 1981? No, I actually started my business in, in 1981. 1981. Okay, mm-hmm. so you had been doing it, I guess, about 14 years when I met you and you were very successful, had a name for yourself. Obviously, you were doing well for the company to give you the car perk. So I'm assuming that that was a journey and not just like a quick thing or was it a quick thing? How did that work for you? Actually, no, very much so a journey. My whole story is uh, the reason I didn't see myself even having my own business because I had uh, no confidence. I don't know what happened, but that's what my life was like. And I was always searching for something, but didn't know what that was. It intrigued me because this friend of mine had gotten so successful with it. And I thought, well, she's always been a go-getter. I know she could do it, but I still didn't see that for myself. The more that, uh, well, once I did sign my agreement and get into it, I absolutely loved what I was doing. And I think part of it was, it was helping me to gain confidence. It was giving me some girlfriends and some, not only girlfriends, but positive girlfriends. And I was thriving in the business. I was taking, I guess, baby steps to start with, learning the process because Mary Kay is a skilled-based business. And I was trying to learn as much as I could to be um, to be good at this. Uh, I remember one of my first parties when I started in 1981, the hostess there said about me to her, to one of her friends, that poor girl will never make it in this business. That was me. So did that (laughs) scare you or like make you want to fight? Like not physically fight, but like fight to show her that you were wrong and you're going to... Well, actually, I didn't know that until years later. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. And then you were like, really? Well, (laughs) see how this turned out. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, uh, I mean, that's where I was in my life. And just mm-hmm. to tell you how far, you know, I, I've come with this business. My husband at the time was not real excited about me doing this because we had kids at home. And, but I was always searching for something. And so when this, when I got this, this was a fit for sure. Um, I was excited all the time. My confidence grew. And after a year, he was really impressed. My husband was really impressed as to who I had become. So, uh, and, and I think the more that I did Mary Kay, the more I wanted to do Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it became, for, at first it was about me because I could see what was happening in my life and uh, how I loved it, how I loved the people. But then it became more about others because that's what our business is. It's others focused. I could see that I could be a part of helping to change someone's life to help make them feel better about themselves. And that's, um, I loved, I loved where I was at with that. So really yours all along was not a financial thing or wanting to own a business or wanting to not do another job. You were a stay at home mom. It sounds like at the time it was to, cause you were looking for something and you needed confidence and seeing that in your friend made you think this is what I want. And then it was maybe even everything you thought plus plus when you joined. It definitely was. Yes. How did you, when you had kids at home and you said they were in, they were 11? Um, 15, I think, and 17. Okay. Mm-hmm. So obviously building this is going to take time. Did How did your kids react? Like they're old enough where they that they had been used to you being there all the time? Like, were they supportive of that? Or, or were they like, you know, mom, I want you to be here to make us dinner and you have a party? Or how did they, how did they handle it as they were adjusting to this new change? Or were you going in slow enough that it was not as you were building and they were home that they didn't really notice it, it just kind of organically happened? When it was happening, I'm not exactly sure how they were taking it. I don't think it was negative. But now when they say to me that, you know, it was really good because they saw me as happier. Mm -hmm. They saw me as more confident. Um, They had to take on a few more things, but I was always somebody who uh, we really had to work before we play. That's always what I thought. I love that. (laughs) So we had a garden. They had to weed five rows or whatever. Then we Mm -hmm. went swimming, you know, that type of thing. But so I think the impact was probably more positive sure. than negative. And I think, and I think you're right. And I, what I sometimes I've been in like different, you know, Facebook groups of women who have businesses. Like one was th- through organizations that that's how they make money. Like we're going to whatever, have this Facebook group come learn because that business is consulting or whatever. So one of them I kept hearing these women would be like, Oh, I can't do this. I'm, you know, so stressed out because I'm not there to whatever for my kids, tuck them in at nine o'clock or I have to. And I I guess what I'm asking you is as you're meeting people who might be consultants, do you sometimes hear that? Oh, I couldn't do that because my family needs me and they can't function without me. And I can't join as a consultant, but yet, you know, that would be the best thing for them. Do you ever see that? Or is that just kind of me and these professional women? No, I see see. that a lot. And what I've actually learned through Mary Kay, there's motherhood, there's otherhood, and there's no, there's motherhood, smotherhood, and then there's otherhood. And one of the reasons that I loved Mary Kay so much is because the, the confidence it built in me. And I wanted that more than ever for my kids, because, you know, 
you can't give them something you don't have. Right. And that was something I felt I, I could pass on to them. And they're, they're very confident. I don't know how much I had to do with that, but they're very confident. All of, all three of them are. Well, and with you having daughters too, because you have two girls and a boy. Right. Is your son the oldest? He is. Okay. Mm-hmm. So those girls being 11 and 15 and watching that happen with you and watching what you were able to do, what, I mean, man, what, how good for them to have that for their whole life as they are getting married and having kids. And do you know what I mean? Like what right. that's kind of teaching them. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah, I do believe it's been passed down to the grandkids as well. So, and how do you see that? Or what what do you what makes you? They're see all that? confident, really confident. Yeah, that's good. That's <laughs> maybe good. It's, maybe it's just the age. I'm not sure, but yeah, they are. So, so because you, so your business like real estate, it's not a nine to five. You have to work right. around other people's hours and their schedules. And you know, if they give you a nine one one call of, oh, I forgot I'm out of this lipstick. I have a wedding on Saturday. Whatever. How did you balance not just like family time and work time, but you know, you time so that you're not running out of energy? Like how did, cause sometimes I think, especially if a business where it does have flexible hours, like what you and I have, that's the hard part. Cause it's really easy to let the business own you because you have to be there for other people. Like how do you make that work? I will say that now I work it so much better and I have regrets about when um, my family was, when I was home with the family and we'd have dinner and there'd be a phone call and I had, I had to get it, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and um, now I don't, you know, I just let it ring uh, at dinner time or whatever. And so those kinds of things, because I know that my, um, my husband had noticed that, you know, I'm always on call for my business, so... Yeah, and if they're not used to that or that's not how their field works, then it might be like, oh, you don't have that break or whatever. So I would also ask you this. I know that you were saying that your business is like helping women and helping other people. So it sounds like this kind of a mentorship scenario with your consultants that work with you. Do you feel like both when you were advancing and also as you're helping them, do you feel like the big setting conferences are more helpful to you or did you feel like it's more of the one-on-one as your friend was helping you build and the same thing with the people that you're building because it seems like to me the conferences are great and you're learning but you that one-on-one is just something that you can't get anywhere else because it's an actual relationship that's what I see in real estate but what do you think about that um I think that's definitely true if you can do the one-on-one, um, from time to time, I have people who, who come into the unit and it's difficult for me to do that mentoring with them for whatever reason. I have one right now that that's the case. And so I want that person to also get help, you know, maybe from somebody else. Maybe Mm -hmm. I'm not the one who can mentor her best, you know, that type of thing. But I also think that the conferences are really valuable. Not only I can see the big picture Mm -hmm. and what is available, but that they also have a chance to do that. And we have, um, we have the big conference, uh, once a year, usually in Dallas. And, um, then we have what we call career conferences, uh, four, four times a year, like in the quarters. And so, you know, that's helpful and that's more local. To our area. Well, and then those women can <clears throat> see other people who are successful and like you're saying, get the big picture and, oh, I can do this because they, right. I think that there's a, a need for 
both. I think a lot, of, a lot of my personality too. Like I'm not a rah-rah person, so I can I, but I like the one-on-one. But I also like the learning environment too. I do too. And I mm-hmm. think when you have the conferences and probably the quarter things, you probably have a lot of like learning, and these are our products, and this is how they work, which I think would be helpful for anybody. Sure. Mm-hmm. I think the main thing is don't try to do it alone. Would you right. say that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like if you just sign up as a consultant and then you say, no, I don't need anything. Leave me alone. I can do this. I'm whatever. They, they probably struggle. They do. Actually, uh, some people come in and they'll say to me, this is how I'm going to do my business. And it's like, here we go. Yeah. Because <laughs> you know. I mean, you've done it. That, right. You know, you know that what they're saying is not the way to do it. But some people, you probably just have to let them figure it out. Or do you kind of... You do. But a lot of times when that happens, they're in and then they're out. Okay. Because it's not working like that. You right. Know, they think it should be. And they're not willing to learn, you know, the skills. And so that's been something that... And I've had some of those people. But um, I really try to guide them and, you know, say, well, you know, you can use that idea. But let's let's start you here first. And... Some will, some won't. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> so being in your business from 1981 to now, you've seen a lot of changes. I don't know about like within the actual business model or whatever, but certainly like in 1981, you didn't have a cell phone. Right. You were probably sending faxes or going to the libraries. You might not have had like, a, you know, a fax machine at home where you couldn't scan things, I'm sure, for like an email. So, things. so what are some changes that you've seen in your business over that course of time? I would say probably the technology as as we go from one thing to another and it it will intimidate me but I find that if I if I learn the process and that's that's what I always want to try to do um to to learn okay I need to you know I need to figure this out for instance Zoom right now uh we have that's been a, just a, an amazing exciting time for our business because we could have three people at our house and a, and a hostess, but on Zoom you can have eight people. You can do two parties at the same at the same time, you know. So you're actually reaching out more people, and then because more people are at home, they're wanting to try something new. So they're more um, they're not only more available but more interested. I'm learning to embrace technology. I'm a little slower than some people, but it's okay. Like I said, people are more available. They are mm-hmm. wanting to do more right now. And it's it's actually been very exciting for our business. Well, so. and oftentimes when people lose their job or need extra money, that's when, like for real estate, when the market's booming, everybody wants to be a realtor. Sure. But I think what I've heard is that in other cases when they need more money or the economy's not doing well, they feel security in starting their own business. Mm-hmm. And do you see that probably what you're seeing right now is women who have more time but also think, oh, this would be nice to have the extra income or gain the confidence or, you know, give me something to do to gain confidence and board at home. Do you think there's a correlation to that? or just- I definitely do. I definitely do. And, you know, when you have it on like Zoom or something like that, people think, well, gosh, I can do that, you know, mm-hmm. so that make it makes it sound easy, you know, for them. And it is easy. So mm-hmm. what know. is your favorite product? I have a skincare. Well, it's the top. It's our top of the line skincare system. And it's called Volufirm. 
And I've been using that ever since it came out. And I think we've had it about 14 or 15 years now. Okay. It was actually uh, life-changing for my skin at that time. Because even though I've been selling Mary Kay for a lot of years, I had a skin problem. And it always amazed me how much I could still sell of our product with that. But the volume firm then totally cleared my skin up. And um, people were noticing that, and I and I was selling because of that. Then, oh yeah, because yeah. they saw right. What is your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite cut, like color of a that you've liked for like a certain color of eyeshadow or blush or anything like that? Or do you kind of just? I mean, they have so many colors to pick from. Or are you just like lots of the different colors? Like, I'm the person who wears the same eyeliner color, the same blush color. <laughs> and then I'm calling you, and you're like, um, they don't make that one anymore, but there's this substitute. So I'm like. <laughs> ordinary like I'm just a plain jank give me the basic but for you seeing all those awesome colors that you have do you have favorites that way like me or do you kind of like by the different outfits you're wearing or season are you more trying all the different things um when we have an opportunity to be out and about Mm -hmm. (laughs) and dressed up I like to choose some colors that go with the outfits but mostly during the day I'm the same the same I think that's mostly because it's habit and because mm-hmm. I don't have to think about it. I can just get ready and go. So, yeah. So but, how long, I know you said that after a year, your family noticed the confidence and stuff and you going back toward that. How long until you felt like you owned a business because you felt like a business owner and a confident woman, not just someone becoming a confident woman? I think probably the first year was a really good point. I could see what happened um, in the process over a year, and then I started looking at what could happen if mm-hmm. I set some higher goals and that type of thing. Not that I was real confident in setting those goals, but I also knew that uh, it would take some risk-taking, and I don't think prior to that I was much of a risk-taker. And uh, So that was exciting to me, too, to just kind of step out of a comfort zone and try some, try some new things. So owning your own business all this time has given you a pink Cadillac, you know, right? the ability for your family to say how rich you are, <laughs> the worth <laughs> of my 18-year-old husband. Um, and I'm sure there's been some perks, you know, Uncle Stan had a more of a nine to five job. So I'm sure that you could go out and have lunch with girlfriends because you could make your own schedule, maybe more than he could. But what other perks have that given to you? Has that given to you both from the standpoint of you maybe having that flexible schedule might be something that you like? I don't know. I'm just throwing that out. Or your family. What are some things? How is that your successful business impacted you guys now that wouldn't have happened if you had not pursued this this dream? Actually, a lot of things. I, I remember I was going to say probably one of the best memories that I had was I became a sales director and that was the time frame that I drove the pink Cadillac. And uh, I was also single at the time, but I had bought my own house and I was sitting at the breakfast table and thinking, I love my life. I love my house. I drive a pink Cadillac. Mm -hmm. I love my job. And it was just, everything was just so satisfying. And I felt like I really didn't need anything else in my life at that point. That's when Stan came along. I was going to say, so how long after that did Stan come along? So did you, so you really were enjoying life like this is perfect. I mean, I can be alone and enjoy my adult kids and then boom, surprise, you meet 
somebody you weren't looking to meet. Right. Well, I had, but I had dated some and it's like, okay, I'm not doing that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I like my life the way it is. So, but I met him at church. So that was good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and also my guess is, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't know what your background was or what you did before you had the kids and stayed home, but knowing how successful you are in this business and how successful you were at that point, you may not have been able to have some of the things you had, right? Would you have been able to buy your own house and do some of those things? Absolutely not. Yeah. It really was a good thing to you. All of those, you know, when you first start out to give you confidence, when you found yourself single to give you an income and now you know how what it's shown your kids and grandkids as far as you said they have confidence and I mean really I would say listen to me speak for you you probably have no regrets absolutely none no I along with my Mary Kay business I also was working a full-time job because especially when I was on my own it was a job that they were nicer to the flies than they were to the employees (laughs) Oh, wow. And I only stayed there because I was waiting to be vested, what they call vested. And um, by that time, I'm trying to think, I think my uh, insurance benefits went down three three different times. So they really didn't have anything. And it's like, why am I staying here? Mm-hmm. And it was at that point where I was doing Mary Kay about two appointments a week. I decided I needed to get out of this place because it was negative and it was bringing me down. And um, so I set a goal for us for six months that if I could just live on my Mary Kay business, then I would quit this other job. And so I banked all my money from the other business and um, lived on Mary Kay for six months. And that was my, okay, I'm out of here. (laughs) And you were single at the time. I was single at the time. Yeah. So was that, like, I'm sure you were excited after that six months. Were you a little bit scared too? Or did you know at that point, no, you've got this down. You're going to be just fine. No, I was totally scared. (laughs) I was totally scared. But in that process, I earned the use of my first free car with Mary Kay. And it was interesting because um, that job, when I drove in with the car, because it it actually came in early, and um, I drove in with the car, and my boss came in at the same time, and he said, I see you have a new car. And I'm thinking, he thinks, I don't pay you enough for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I said, yes. I said, Mary Kay gave it to me. And things went from bad to worse at that point. So it was like, it really encouraged me that I've made the right decision. I will be out of here in a matter of a few months. So And never looked back. I never looked back. Yeah. Yeah. So how many years ago was that? Let's see. That would have been about almost 30 years ago at this point. Okay. Because um, from there, from the, the car, that's when I went into directorship. And I was a director for just short of 25 years. Now, what does that mean? That means I have my own unit, and so I train my own people, and uh, it means a lot more commissions from Mm -hmm. the company as a director. So So that was a big accomplishment, too. It was, yeah. That that doesn't happen without hard work and planning and goals. You're not just going to fall into that. That's for sure, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And then you also, like, you get to go to other, I mean, there's other rewards as well right? Like different trips and stuff you like you go to or is Dallas. That's your conference. That is our conference. I've never been on one of the top director trips, but we like to travel. So we do, you know, travel mm-hmm. a lot anywhere. So yeah, working with to, to recruit and I'd say now you can go buy a new car from Stan because he's the car you know, right. salesman or you can get one free by signing up with Mary Kay for, with me. <laughs> so what did they do? Um, some of them did. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's so. actually a good um, good way to present that. Uh-huh. Like I, if you're sounds... going to need a car anyway, you right? Know? That's so for sure. how do you want to do it? Yeah, I like that. It's a good marketing <laughs> line. So, what would you say is something that you like would change? Whether that would in this time of owning your own business, whether that would mean something that you did that you would change or maybe even starting earlier, knowing now what you know, that you would encourage other people to do that you did that was a good thing. Does that make sense? I have no regrets as to when I started. I feel like that was my time. I think I had to work through some things. I mean, some people might say um, that it caused our divorce. Um, it absolutely did not. I had gained confidence and um, I liked who I was. And I think that was a threat. So I think the timing was right. I have absolutely no regrets of coming into the business. There was a few years ago that I wasn't doing as well. I wasn't putting myself into it as well. I'm not sure what that was all about. But I think it was partly because we have such a large blended family and it's getting bigger all the time. (laughs) And um, I felt stretched. I thought something has to go. And so that's when I stepped down from directorship. And it was really hard decision to do. But um, I feel now that it, it was a good decision. And I did that about two and a half years ago. So, so let's talk about your family. So you have three. Uh-huh. We each have two girls and a boy. Okay, so you had six kids between you. Right. And then... Not only grandkids, but great-grandkids. So how many grandkids and great-grandkids do you have? 20 grandkids, and not including their spouses, and 10 greats at this point. Wow. And the greats just, like, multiply. Oh, the greats oh, yeah. just multiply no- as the grandkids just <laughs> right. happens fast. And so, we want to be a part of their lives. So Yeah. Well, and a lot of them live local enough that you could spend a lot of your time just being a part of their lives. Right. Yeah. Which I can see where that would be time-consuming and maybe a little over, like where you would feel stretched. Right, so. yeah, yeah. We enjoy our family a lot. So so what advice would you give somebody, a woman who's looking to start her own business, whether that would be a consultant position like with Mary Kay or you own your own business through that or a bakery or a gym or whatever, what advice would you give somebody if they were to come and ask you? I think I, think I would ask them, you know, why is your, what is your why? Why would you like to start this? And to be sure and maybe um, list your pros and cons of starting a business, but also setting a goal uh, down the road, maybe let's reevaluate this in, you know, three months or six months and that type of thing. Because I think you have to, it's important to plan ahead and mm-hmm. to see um, how this is really working for you and how it affects how it affects your family. Well, here's another thing I'm going to ask you. So from the time you were your own, like your sole income was Mary Kay until you were married to Stan, who would have had a quote, stable, normal, you know, W-2 type income, and I'm assuming insurance, or at least, I mean, I know it's car sales, there's commission, but from the point where you were completely on your own with just Mary Kay income until you got remarried, how did you budget for that? For example, like with real estate, there are months where you make, you know, a small amount and there are months that you make a crazy amount. And I'm so OCD. I kind of have it all figured out and like, you know, know how to take care of that because it's not a regular budget. Like when Andy was teaching and he made X amount each, you know, every two weeks. So I think sometimes the not having regular income scares people in starting their own business. And I'm sure insurance would play into that as well. Cause that was a big factor for us when, you know, my husband quit his teaching job. Mm-hmm. So 
just like from a budgeting standpoint, do you have any advice for somebody or is that something that you're at your position at that point, it was more regular income or how did you address that? I think if I were looking at someone who's wanting to start the Mary Kay business, um, I would say, are you willing to work? Because you are in total control of what you do with this business and you have to decide, okay, this is how much money I want to make. So that equates to how many appointments do you want to hold? And um, I feel like our business is a numbers business. Mm -hmm. And so we have to, we have to do the numbers because they don't lie. People will cancel on us. You know, they'll, they'll not show up or they'll be behind their curtain when we show up Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that type of thing. But you go with it because again, it's, it's the numbers. And so are you willing to do the numbers is probably the biggest thing with that. And what is your situation? Like with me, uh, I had earned the use of a free car and didn't have a car payment, didn't have insurance payment. So that was a given for me. And I can offer that to consultants, but they don't jump right into that when they first start, but that's a perk down the road. I just would say, are you willing to work? Mm -hmm. And we can teach you if you're, you know, if you're willing. You're way more encouraging than me. I tell people about being a real estate. I'm like, well, if you need regular income for comfort, don't even do it because you're just (laughs) going to be stressed out. (laughs) So I'm like, I'm going to remember that. So you just do it by the work and numbers. I love that. Mm -hmm. Very good. So anything else that you want to add or say or mention that I didn't, um, whether it's on that list or something else that you've thought of that I didn't say to you? Um, I think there's uh, one of the word, one of the things was uh, time management tips. Mm-hmm. And um, Mary Kay's been excellent in that. These are some skills that we've learned, but uh, one is the six most important things list. And I have a tendency to put 20 things on that list, but she really encourages only six. And then, so that's like a daily to do list. It six is. Things. Mm-hmm. So does that six encompass only your business, and you can add six more for like cleaning your bathrooms, or whatever? Or are they saying, hey, six is about the most you can do in a day of all the things that you? This need would to be do? six just for your business. Okay. And then I also do one for other things too. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. And um, you always want to put together that list at night before you go to bed mm-hmm. because your mind can be thinking about um, the results of that and always do the most important one first, even though it might be not the one you want to do. But yeah, so there's that. Then we do a weekly plan sheet and that's planning your week according to your business. So you would Put down in that your family time, your church time, um, but also when you can hold appointments and that sort of thing. Like so that. if you want to hold, you know, 15 hours of appointments or something like that, which that's actually a pretty full time consultant. So that's um, how you're basically time blocking. You are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. And then a weekly accomplishment sheet at the end of the week. So you want to set a goal. What do I want my sales to be? Mm-hmm. And we encourage that anybody coming in, that if you hold three appointments a week, you can probably look for about $300 in sales a week. Okay. Kind of thing. And that's a great goal to reach mm-hmm. so that uh, over the course of the month, that's $1,200. And that's to start. Right. So when someone says to me, I want to make an extra $500 a week or something like that, then I'll show them, you know, what you need to do for that. So, so as you're talking about things that you're doing, like your lists and stuff, I have to ask, are you a, cause I'm a paper calendar person. Like it's all my to-do list and everything. I have this big thick calendar. My boys kind of tease me about that. Like, why don't you put it on your phone? What do you use? 
I use the calendar. I have Good. to. I have to look at it. So, <laughs> Me yeah. too. And that phone is so little, and I just I need to. Yeah, I, I like that answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, another reason I love what I do is of the priorities of the company, and that's God first, family second, and career third. So our business is actually third down, and uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to keep those priorities in order. But but you have that as a guidepost. It is a guide. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So. How can people contact you if looking for a consultant? My website. Okay. Uh, com slash CWriter1. Okay. Just the number one, not O-N-E, just the number one. So com slash CWriter1. And just because I'm used to saying this since I went to a high school who was also the writers, it's R-Y as in the big yellow truck, not R-I. Right. Got it. Do you ever have to say that or is that just All me? All the time. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was like an Orville Red Rider thing or if that was just a family thing. So very good. Well, thank you so much for coming all the way out here. And when I thought of doing this, you were one of the first people I thought of because I've known you for so long and this is all you've done and you've done it well as long as, you know, as, as I've seen that. And you've done it with younger kids and then as a grandmother and all the things. So I thought, we got to talk to her about this. I knew you'd have a lot to share. So thank you. Well, thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Sure. If anything you've heard here has sparked interest, please contact Connie at www.maryk.com slash crwriter.com. One, that's C-R-Y-D-E-R and the number one. If you already have a consultant, please contact them instead. Thank you. We all have a purpose and we have dreams to follow. To learn more about other women and their stories and their dreams, like and subscribe. Until next week, be a blessing to others.